Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Day Trader College Podcast. I'm Scott Patton, your host. Looking forward to another exciting episode. We had some great feedback on our previous ones. If you haven't listened in or watched them, head over to, uh, to iTunes and get them all. So, we're ready to go? We are. All right. So, we've got the Day Trader stuff up and running. Yep. Um, today we're going to talk about a few things, but uh, we just picked a recent day. Uh, I had Scott pick one at random. He hasn't been trading lately. He's been very busy building his business. And uh, I guess that's part of what the attitude of all the trading is, is uh, really we need to have our patience with us. People that are aggressive and get into the market too fast and uh, are really excited. I love the enthusiasm. It's a very good thing to bring but it can also be dangerous if it's not brought forward in the right way. And uh, it's kind of like uh, picking a spouse. There's a lot of opportunities, but you really want to take the time to do the thing right so that you're not uh, getting engaged in a uh, bad situation. Well, and we can talk probably for on and on and on about that particular topic, but I think the other thing is is that there are certain requirements to uh, picking a spouse in terms of, what type of personality, the, you know, that get a, the two people get? I get along with. If it's my spouse. You get along with it. If it's your spouse, and what qualities we want in that person. In other words, not every one of the six billion people on the planet Earth qualify. At least half of them don't qualify for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Right, and, I'm in that group too. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so you, you know. Well, it's the same thing with the stocks. There's 5,500 stocks that you could pick on the New York Stock Exchange. We probably look at how many? Uh, 40. 40. Yeah. We look at 40 out of 5,500 stocks. Then of those 40, you know, there may be three or four or five that actually are worth looking at today. Yes. Right? So now you've got four or five out of 5,500 stocks. Well, you know, if you're looking at uh, a stock that's on the list and it's 4,321 on the list and you're trying to make money with that stock, uh, there's a reason it's not in the top 40 that we're looking at and chances are very difficult for you to make a successful options trade on it. Yeah, with our system. And and we are very open-minded. There's lots of ways to make money. Yeah. Um, but we're only talking about this particular style. So if you're into a different time frame, absolutely you can make money if you're Got a different program. Well, you got to know what you're doing. Absolutely. And you've got a new set of criteria. A new set of rules. And you, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, these are the rules. These are the things that I want in the, in the spouse that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Mm-hmm. These are the things we want in the stock that we're going to be looking at buying or selling an option for. We're buying a call and put for, right? Yeah. And you'd be way more successful if you have your criteria clear and in front of you all the time, at least in your heart or mind. That's right. So, anyways, all things are pretty much the same uh, with some uh, aspects, and uh, we like to bring in other aspects because for some people this is new and different and they don't get it and it's strange. I remember when I was teaching my uh, daughter how to drive a car, and she asked me a very sensible, useful question, and prior to that it was scary for her. Where do I put the gas? And it's so obvious once you've seen it. But until you've seen it, there's that... Uh, 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 like when to fill up the car? To fill up the car. Oh, yeah. And it's such a basic thing. But, you know, if you've been uh, in the you know the driving game for a while, it's like, well, well, duh. And it's like, well, it's not duh to somebody that's new. Well, and I wish my kids had asked that question, too. Yeah, because <laughs> you're filling it. I'm filling it. They don't want to know where the gas... <laughs> Cap is. Yeah, in fact, they don't think it has to be done. No, it's just, it just automatically refills itself. Yeah, this is a great car. Thanks, Dad. So, uh, anyways, we do know that you, there's lots of things that people don't know when they're getting involved, and we do want to teach you all those things, but it takes time. You can probably spend about 50 hours uh, just getting comfortable with all the basic stuff before you get advanced, and that's a really short time frame yes. to be this experienced. And some of the stuff that individually some people take a little longer to learn is the um, the emotional aspects of things. And it's not that we're bent people and are broken and all need to be repaired. There's just subtle things that we do that we may not even be conscious of because for us, we've been around me, 
you know, you being you uh, all your life. So that, used to us. that's normal. What you do is normal for you, and it works. Uh, Actually, I have an example of that that has nothing to do with stocks, but I had lunch with a friend of mine today, and I got telling him what it was like when I left home, because my, one of my, well, my kids are at the age now where that's, I'm going to be going through that experience of them leaving home, so I was telling him what it was like when I left home, and my parents never lived in the same city as my grandparents. So growing up, I saw we would travel, you know, five hours to visit grandma and grandpa for the week or two weeks or whatever it was. And so I thought that was normal. So when I graduated university, I said to my friends, goodbye. And they were like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> I'm leaving town. Why are you leaving town? I graduated university. I'm moving out. When you move out to me, that means leave town. And they, nobody in my group of friends had that belief or understanding. That's and right. they told me, you know. That's not normal, Scott. That's not normal. Well, it was totally normal for me because all of my life, my, I had never, ever once had my parents live with in the same city as either of my grandparents. Wow. So what I did is I took off and I went to Australia for six months. And then I spent six months in, in Asia. And when I got home... Because now I'm thinking, I don't have to leave, right? Yeah. I got, I got it. That was just this belief that, uh, no worries. My parents had been, tra- my dad had been transferred out of town 3,000 miles away. The home left without you. <laughs> the home left me. I didn't leave home. So to this day, I still have never lived in the same city once I left home as my parents. And that's normal. And that's normal for, for you. Yeah. yeah. So we had this big laugh about it, right? And and I don't think, I, I don't know, I'll have to ask my kids if they think when they leave home they have to leave town. Although my young, my oldest son, when he uh, he left home for a year and a half, he went to Montreal, we're living in Vancouver. So he's following in his father's and grandfather's footsteps, although now he's back, right? Yeah. You, you might say he hasn't really left home. So it's funny how we get these beliefs and they run what we do. That's pretty cool. So one of, along the way, you're going to get uh, insights, and you can take them or not, about what we believe because they actually do affect our actions. So, for example, in Scott's case, uh, you know, he's getting on a bus or a plane, and how he knows is because his feet are walking. Yeah. And, and, and then he knows, oh, <clears throat> what am I doing? And it's like, well, your feet just, you know, put you on, on this transport device and sure, gone. I'm gone. And uh, there's a lot of subtle things that, depending on how you were raised, uh, what you got as a gift from parents or neighborhood or cultural history. And we're not going to get into all that today. What I want you to be aware of is, is just that those things are an influence, and eventually we'll start talking about those things. And they can run what you do. Yeah, because I've seen people get out of a really great trade because there was some belief that said, well, you know, this is now the, the top or the bottom. Rather than waiting for the price to show what the top or the bottom was, they had their belief. And, yes, we use technical indicators, but, you see, that's part of the whole package is we're using indicators and watching what the price actually does. So we're not actually uh, imposing our belief on, well, it's going to keep going and la, la, la. There's, we're basing it fully on probabilities. Well, the probabilities show up on the screen. Yes. But the problem is, is we have these beliefs that filter what we see on the screen. That and is. even though someone will be looking at it and saying, Scott, it's going like it's going down, get out. I'll be going, no, 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 no. I saw this yesterday. It did this and it wait in like 10 minutes. It's going to turn around, turn around. And of course, 10 minutes, it's gone even further down and yes. I wiped out my position. Right. Yeah, and where's my account? Well, I used to have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, a little bit of what we're going to talk about today uh, is we're going to look at some of the advanced features because I know there's a few people that have asked about that. Um, but I don't want this to be confusing. It's, again, where I just want to give you an idea of what's down the road. Uh, that way it's not like a surprise down there when you get there. But we've got a lot of features that we turn off for people when they begin, and that's for your own safety. Uh, not that you're going to crash your computer <laughs> into the wall, <laughs> um, but it's the idea that we want you to have a healthy growth in your education. So um, what I've done here is I'm showing you that 
that we've got the traditional screens that are the main chart and the secondary chart and the basket. And I've hidden those for now because we're just looking at one screen here on the webinar. And the idea is, is that you can actually look at multiple charts simultaneously. Now, you know, that's what a pro chart reader would do. Many of the best people look at multiple charts at a time, but they don't start there. So I'm telling you that these features are available, but this isn't where you're going to start. And we're going to just use these in as an example about the same old stuff that we've talked about uh, a number of times because it's healthy. And I'm also going to tell you that there's a, a new feature that's been turned on this week. If you go to the alerts taskbar and you click on the speaker so that there's no red lines through it. And so it defaults in, in mute. I think so, yeah. Can't remember. We're just going to move forward uh, one moment in time here. And uh, you you would get this at home, I think, because of the way we're doing the podcast, the, the speaker ability is turned off. But for most people with Windows, the computer will actually read out the stock codes to you that it does on a short list. And yes, it's a computerized voice and it's uh, there is a way to go into control panel, speech, and edit the, 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 the abilities. But we're also going to give you, hopefully in the next day or two, the ability for you to record your own voice so that when, for example here, MasterCard is a hot pick, and it has rules about why that would be a hot pick. It's the same stuff as before, but we're looking for something that agrees with the general direction of the basket, it's a more than average volume, and uh, it looks like it's got the technical indicators to say, yeah, I think it's going that way, that it would actually speak that out to you, and it'll say MasterCard or MA is the code. Wow. So you could be working away on something, and all yeah. of a sudden you hear MasterCard, and you know they got to check out where MasterCard is. Exactly. So for people that have the ability, uh, you can be in another room, turn up your speaker, and in the middle of the day, MasterCard starts uh, going for a run one way or the other, you would actually know, hey, uh, this thing's happening now. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and we won't be, because I, I know we've been asked that, uh, doing stuff by email, because day trading is such a short-term thing. By the time you get the email and you want to sit there with your you know, iPhone and enter a trade and then get out of a trade, we're not going to do that. It's just, it's, it's just dangerous. Right. Well, and then what I like about this, too, is, is it, it, it'll be telling you uh, to get into, say, MasterCard, but you're not going to be at the very, 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 very beginning, probably, yeah. because it's going to take you a little while to to actually get into the trade. It's not a, you don't just instantaneously get into a trade. And remember, that's one of the things that all the successful traders said. I got in too late and I got out too soon. Mm -hmm. So they knew that the trend was a really strong trend and it was going the way it said they thought it was going. And then they got out before it reversed on them. So exactly. Like yeah. So um, we're just looking here on a particular day. This was just a couple of days ago. It could be any day. But we're using this as an example just to show you some of the what's coming. And uh, we're going to see if we can bring a, a guest over here. And uh, we're going to say, okay, Looking at all these charts, knowing very little about what you've been learning so far, uh, I'm going to just say, here's our rules. This is the morning blast, as we call it. This is now the fourth minute of the market that's been open, and we see five stocks open. Five different stocks. Five different stocks. And I've only opened up the ones that are underlined in red. And the reason I've chosen underlined is because that agrees with the general direction but there's also our little friend over here, the big red arrow going down. So we know which direction we want, and we can see there's a lot of guys to pick. And I can how it works is you right-click on the stock, and it'll open up the window. Okay, And then you can position it wherever you want and make it whatever size you want. And if you uh, close it and say, well, I don't like that one, it kind of uses a, a slot mechanism where it'll put the next one in that place. Oh, good. So you can make your arrangements and it'll remember all that stuff. And there's a bunch of hotkeys and we'll explain all that another time. But so here we've opened up a bunch of stocks and we're looking at all of them simultaneously and we want stuff that is a high probability of success. 
And without any pre-coaching to our guest here, who's not been fully trained. And uh, didn't even know he was going to be yeah. pulled into the show. Yeah. Just happened to be walking past. Come here. Pulled him off the street. Yeah, almost. And so here's our rules. is We're looking for something that's a strong, uh, clear direction for a stock. We don't know exactly what's going on, how big a market the thing's going to be today, you know, up or down. But what we want is, is we don't want stuff that's uncertain where it's like it's green, then it's red, then it's green, then it's red. So knowing that rule, which of the two or one stocks would you look at on this screen today that would be your favorite to invest in? Or look at in more depth. Mm -hmm. Definitely CF down at the bottom right. CF at the bottom right, the man says. So what we're going to do is we're going to, now gonna, there's a hotkey that uh, will make these windows dance as well, and I'll explain all that stuff in the, in the documentation. So you can see that there's this A around it, and it says focus automatically based on minute, log, direction, and strength. And you can click it to only up direction, down direction, or no direction. Mm, cool. And so if in the morning you said, I'm only interested in MOS moving up, you would click on that thing so that it would be uh, for green. So here, I've clicked on it. So it only will come up when it's – so the screen will actually pop up. This window, you're going to see it. We're going to move forward. So when MOS starts moving in the up direction, this thing will start dancing. So okay. we're moving forward, and you can see – Those two danced. Those two are dancing. Now, that was one of the ones that our guest picked. So now, this is the fourth minute of it. Uh, so it's not like it's hot and new, and, and by the look of it, you know, you would have got out of that thing. Right, because in a few minutes. Yeah, and you wouldn't have made any money. You might even lost a few dollars, and that's okay. And, and you got to get comfortable with that. By the way, right. all the best traders, all the best traders. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I will say this is the third time because it's hard to get past. No, no, that won't happen to me. All the best traders lose money on trades, as and they also win on trades. And we've talked about that in the past, but. It's part of uh, what comes just as being designed as a human being. It's like, okay, here you go. We're going to give you arms and legs, and um, there, we installed an ego for you. And, and now you're going to go bump your knee. Yeah. <laughs> or you're but you're still going to get up and try to walk some more. Absolutely. So you, you, you may get some scratches on your account, and that's okay. Yeah, and a lot of traders will have, that I've talked to have told me that they lose 70 to 80%. Mm -hmm. Like they have 70 to 80% losing trades, right. but they're small losses, and then they have 10 or 15% that are winning trades, but they're small wins, and then they have 5% that are very good wins. Yeah, and they make up for all the losses and then some. Yes. Um, our ratios are a little bit better than that, and individually, though, yours could be better or worse, and it has a lot to do with how you hold you, and uh, that's a complex conversation, but... It is an individual activity. So um, one of the books that we recommend, because it's a great book, and there are hundreds of probably thousands of books to read, but there's only a few that I think are really worth reading. My opinion, no disrespect to the other authors. This is okay. me over here, uh, and uh, they can poke at me too. Um, it, it, one of them is uh, Mark Douglas's Trading in the Zone. And he, he, I agree with a lot of what he says. I, I think probably everything he says. Um, and part of it is, is that we can't predict the markets. Now, we made an educated guess on CF because of the way it was behaved. Now, we didn't do any homework to see what the thing's doing. You know, what's, is it a strong moment in the market? So the probabilities, this is just a pure off-the-cuff demo. And she said, yeah, that one looks pretty good without using any of our extra intelligence. Right. Which we have available to us. But we switched all that off, said, yeah, let's go look at the chart. One of the things he talks about uh, in his book is about how the market is unpredictable. That's absolutely true. And this is why the rules of what we're doing are the way they are, is we're not telling you that the market is going to turn. And that's where cyclical trading rules say, okay, well, I'm going to get in early because it's hit the top and now it's going to start coming down and we'll get in early. Got in early. So you're predicting which way the stampede's running. Mm -hmm. Now, you've even seen uh, flocks, how they will just turn all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, what oh, happened? That's right. This flock of 
birds are flying around. They're going that direction. Now they're going in another direction. Yeah, and it's like... So we didn't see an eagle come after them or anything? No, and sometimes there's a reason and sometimes they're not. But does it matter? The flock is going the other way. That's right. And that's really what we're, we're using as our best gauge for what to do is, well, is it coming to run you down or is it running away? And you can go grab the, the weak one from the end if, you know, that's kind of the thing we're doing. <laughs> there are no weak stock shares. <laughs> well, maybe they're priced badly. But, right. right. Um, but we don't care as long as we're going in the right direction with it. That's right. If there's, a, there's an advantage for us because we're, we're using our technical skills uh, to our advantage, that's all we're after. And uh, there's, there's nothing unfair about all this. This is all open. Right. Um, well, anyways, that's uh, the advanced windows, and there are reasons later that you'll want to get to look at that. And uh, we're just going to move forward in time a little bit more and just show you, look at that, the market's now moving up, and, you know, the dancing windows are saying you might want to pay attention to MOS and a couple others. So for people that like a lot of visual input, this is why this stuff's here. This is like, whoa, uh, of my favorite stocks, and there's reasons. My favorites, by the way, are the top-ranging ones. The average range is $4 a day or more. Why? Because they have the most chance to make the most money. That might not be the best place to start for an individual because they move the most means that if you're on the wrong side of it and haven't taken the lumps, and, and we all right. we all get our lumps, so please you know forgive yourself for making mistakes because if you don't, you you, you can't make it to the end. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what makes everybody stronger, which is also one of the reasons why we have the replays. Absolutely, you can relive these days just like Groundhog Day over and over and over again. Take your lumps on paper mm -hmm. and get it all figured out. Yeah. So I mean, I took a forex class and I traded forex on paper for a year. And I have to tell you that on paper, I lost a ton of money. And I lost so much money that <clears throat> I realized very quickly that this system that I had been taught was a really poor system. Mm -hmm. And then, so thank goodness I didn't put 100 grand into the Forex market and get out when I was down to 20, which is what I did on paper. Right? Wow. So there was lots of testing, lots of testing, lots of testing. Yeah, and there's a... Uh, very, very few forex systems that make money that people publish the, the rules. Uh, That's I, what I discovered. Yeah, the, there's banks, and I know people that have worked at banks and, and have written some of these systems for forex for the banks. Uh, like they don't need the. the yeah. <laughs> well, a bank, General Motors made a ton of money on its forex or foreign exchange yes. stuff, right? More than it made on cars. Yeah, a few years ago, I don't know what it is like now. Yeah, that can be, and then there's there's lots of opportunity there, and um, the, the it's a it's a whole game by itself. It's like a dance partner. You need to learn each currency pair and how they're behaving. And we will get to forex conversations uh, somewhere in the next year. Um, we've got some milestones in house. One of them is that we've actually had uh, last year a system that broke even. In forex, <laughs> and and that may seem like well, what's the use of that? Well, that's a major victory. Major victory, because a friend of mine, he's looked at 300 of the best he could find, and they all lost money if you used a long enough time frame. Like collectively, as a, as he puts it, he's a he's a great financial man. He's worked for banks and insurance companies and hedge funds, and uh, he uh, he every one of them, he said it, it had a negative equity curve. So there you are. Um, he speaks banking, and I do, but I'll try to speak English. They all lost money right. <laughs> long enough uh, where the account balance went down. And for a while, they were great. So here's the thing is, is with, the, with the replay and with the rules that we're giving, you're getting the fast track on the technical side, and we're also going to give you help in the belief systems and what to read because we all have got defects, I'll call it, in our thinking that wasn't our fault. It's just this was got handed to you. And it's the way we deal with stuff. Yeah, so you want to you want to go in there and find the weeds, pull them out, and then things you know start to work a lot better for you. Yep. So if you're wondering why you're always getting into a, a position just before it turns and goes the other way, it's because of what's between your ears and and the software there, not the software in the day trader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there there's a lady like we mentioned that before. She has this this version of the software, and she makes a 
about a mil a year. Yeah, you made a million last year. Yeah, so what is starting she, with twenty eight hundred dollars or something yeah. like that? So the question is, what is she doing? Uh, pretty much what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So how is she doing it? Pretty much the way, uh, but she's actually implementing the rules and she's made this a, a business like study. So it, it, for her, it's not about uh, aggressive bravado or you know all these other. There's a there's a hundred ways to turn south and, and make mistakes. Uh, one of them is is thinking that we can control the market, and uh, that's just one of many. Where it's like I'm going to wish and hope, and you know now I'm feeling really anxious about the fact that it's going the wrong way, and oh my god, I hope it's going to turn around, and it's like you oh, think no. I could guess it right once. Yeah, and and then we beat ourselves up or we blame other people, and this is just all the the human element. So, welcome to Earth. This is what you get. And uh, the question is, do you learn the things to master that? Or do they keep talking automatically uh, and running your account? Or uh, putting your feet on uh, planes and trains and boats? And <laughs> <laughs> so, Good. so what's next? All right. Well, we're just going to get rid of all these little windows. And uh, Okay, so what did you just do? Well, there's there's about a dozen hotkeys, and I'll, I'll I'll go through them eventually. But uh, there is you just hit the alt key. I, I did uh, control shift. Control shift is meant for all these extra windows. So if you want to change all the those uh, we call them the extra windows. If you if you want to close all of them, it's control shift and then the letter X, and it just control kill, shift and X to cross it off. It just kills all of them. All and, right. and if you want them all to be the same size, you you, you have one with focus. And then you do Control Shift S for size, and it'll make them all the same size. All right, cool. And uh, if you want them all to be one-minute windows, it's Control Shift One, and then they're all. Oh yes, two-minute windows is Control Shift Two. You're onto us. Now, what if it's eleven-minute windows? <laughs> you don't get to do eleven-minute windows. Uh, that's just—it's too big a time frame. I thought so. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I don't know what else we want to talk about today. Uh, we're going to just maybe uh, buzz through this one day. Cause we well, let's go through a day and see if we can't pick a trade yeah, or not okay. pick a trade. All right, we're just going to put this on fast forward, and we're going to bring up the usual uh, friends of the family here. Uh, so I'm going to hide this secondary time frame window The because um, okay. for now, I just don't want to get dis- people distracted. So we're going to make the basket a little larger and the actual primary chart a little larger. So we got spy on the top and we have the basket on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So the bottom one is telling us how generally the market is going. Yeah, actually it's a for all these stocks in our list, and there's 41 here today, it's telling us that <clears throat> generally it started on a downward trend and now it's moving in a slightly upward trend. Now if we go look at the minute log, we're just going to pause... No, we'll let it run. Uh, we can see these were all kind of low energy, un- unclear direction. So remember that we looked at that one this morning and we said, okay, just, just looking at the chart, what do you think? Well, with that little bit of information, and by the way, most people only trade with that. This business of the, the histogram on the bottom, I don't know anybody else has got that. So what the histogram is telling me is that there's strong... There's more volume heading down right now than before, mm-hmm. but it's still not over that little dotted line, which is like the difference between weak movement and a powerful movement. Right. So we've got now for a while, we've had some good uh, power heading down. I'm going to pause the, uh, you can use the pause button on your keyboard and it'll pause the replay. And if you hit it again, it'll continue it at whatever you picked. But you can see here in the histogram, right here at 9.51, you've got a dark red background for this particular day. That dark red means that the indexes were all agreeing that this was a good move. So, for example, Diamond was $0.12, cents, uh, IWM was $0.09, cents, Q was $0.07, cents, and SPY was $0.13 cents, uh, above um, an EMA, an exponential moving average that we use. Now, there are hundreds of, maybe even thousands of technical indicators out there. We've picked these ones for specific purposes. A moving average tells you where things are generally heading in the past, where they are going. 
And if you're ahead of that, meaning that you're far away from that moving average by some measure, that can mean one of two things. It can mean that, yep, it seems to be moving nicely in that direction, up or down, whichever side of the line, meaning the line is the EMA value line that is on, or that it's exhausted and it's probably going to come back. The only way you know with some certainty which way it's going to be, and this is, again, a probabilities purpose here, and if you've got the probabilities on your side, you can be like Vegas. Vegas makes great money on a 3% or so probability. Right, right. <laughs> they know if they keep rolling the dice, they keep eventually taking a little bit here and there. So probabilities are a good thing, especially when you know what they are and how they're leaning in your favor or if they're not. So when you've got high probability, meaning that things are moving strongly, there's a compelling reason to be buying and selling, and there's that force behind it. So it's not just cyclical and it's going to just come back on you. Right. It's moving and it's probably going to keep going. So here, it's a long explanation, but you need this. At 9.51, if we look at the chart here, that's that first red spike. Yeah. And it's saying that, well, the indexes, which is a large herd of stocks, is all moving in a particular direction, and they all agree, and they're all a fair distance away from where they were kind of meandering. So now that they've kind of bolted, is, is a way to look at the stampede metaphor, they're, okay. they're all heading south. Right. <laughs> so here we got this herd heading south fairly strongly. So then the question is, well, how long will that last? Well, in the truth of it, we don't know. But it's impossible, to know, impossible to know. But the probability is high. So if you're getting one strong and then a second and a third and a fourth, there's a great chance to make money there, but not a guarantee. There's no guarantees. Right. And okay. uh, But we're, we can make money on the probability. So even if you're wrong a couple of times and, and the market says, hey, buddy, <laughs> you bet the wrong way, you say, okay, good, let's get out. Yep, get out fast. It's not making me money, then it's probably costing money. Yep. Minimize your loss. So why would you be there? Well, truthfully, a lot of people stay in these things, and that's just the bad plumbing in the brain. And and that's where, you know, don't blame anybody. It's just like, okay, cool. I noticed that I keep betting the wrong side and staying with it. Well, that isn't helping you. Yeah. Bet the wrong side and get out. Yeah. So, yeah. And And that may be just the beginning of the process for that individual. Right. And there's some other aspects about this, and I want to mention this one now. So some people are making money, and they're, and they're doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden they hit a block because mm-hmm. it's like, well, now what? If I now start making this kind of money, and the brain starts going a little nutty talking to them too much about all that stuff, about, well, you know, what does this mean? And my mother, you know, and my dad, and my brother, and my family, and, you know, and then, then I need a bigger house, and I have a mortgage, and, you know, all that stuff is running in there. And, and, and quieting that part is very, very useful to your peace and your success. Yeah. So when somebody starts making money and they're, they're buying like, you know, five contracts at a time and they're, they're making their $500 or so a day, the next thing they need to do is just move it up a little mm-hmm. and then let the, you know, the mind, body, whatever, get comfortable. Get to, yeah, get used to it. And it's like, hey, look at this. The new me does seven contracts and I'm still making money. But the tendency is, is for us to push it and, and push it to the point where we sabotage ourselves. Right. I'm doing it with five. Now I'm going to do it with 50. Yeah. And all of a sudden we'll blow up the account. And then some programming that we got when we were in the schoolyard about how, you know, you're a loser, la, 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 kicks in. Yeah. And you think this doesn't work. But we, Scott and I have a friend who's an absolutely brilliant psychologist. And he talks about these kinds of things. And there's also great books by uh, Louise Hayes. And uh, Peggy McCall's got some books. And we actually uh, talked to her. And she yeah. might come on as a, as a guest speaker at one point. Oh, good. And uh, we've got uh, another fellow locally who uh, wrote a book called The Money Model. And he might come on and speak about some things. Because you're generally here to make money. Right. <laughs> so... You know, all the aspects about what wealth is to you and how it affects people. And there's that statistic about lottos. Yeah. Most people that win the lottery don't have any of that money left five years later. They're even worse off. And they're even worse off. 
And then to us, it said, well, that, that wouldn't happen to me. And then it's like, well, well how, do you, how does it happen? Like, how do you take $50 million and five years later be in more debt than you were before you got the $50 million? Right. And it's it, amazing. It is amazing. And, and afterwards, so they, they, they could probably write a few books. They'd never get their 50M back. But the point is, is that there's a lot of stuff to learn about success more than just the tools. And, you know, we're going to help you and do all we can with all that stuff. So it's not just, um, you know, here's a, here's a wrench, go be a plumber. Uh, it's like, or well, here's a hammer, go break a window. <laughs> yeah, go cut the grass. Go cut the grass. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we're going to give you all that stuff. So if you're willing to, to, to hear us speak about that, you're in the right spot. That's right. Okay, so it's obviously going down. Going down. The volume looks good. Yep. We had a little bit of a, a, a moment there where it was kind of quiet, but now the volume's starting to point back up. So we're going to move forward here a little bit more in time. So it's still got redness going on, but it's not as strong. And oh, there's a little green. Now a little bit of green. So that's the volume dipped to a lot, mm -hmm. right? So there's clues here beyond just the individual chart. And a lot of these things we add as markers. Now, I haven't studied this day so that I can say, oh, look how smart we are. We picked this one at random. And uh, so actually, I picked it and you didn't even know what day it was. No, because seriously, it doesn't matter. And I want you to feel this comfortable because if you are that comfortable with the replay, Guess how it's going to be when you're trading even a demo account, yep. which is like stage two. That's right. Uh, you're going to be comfortable, and that's a huge thing because we've talked about that before, is when the emotional mind is uh, not thinking, oh, my gosh, there's a survival thing here, and I need to, uh, then you've got your full IQ. Yep. And you need that because this is mostly a math problem, not a emotional problem. Although the emotion gets in the way of solving the math. Right, which got back to one of our previous podcasts about road rage. It's like, well, how's that happen? Well, that's because somebody threatened the survival. Yeah. So here we're seeing low bars, little sneak of green coming in. This is probably the end of that move. I say probably. We never know. But if, if the chart that we were on said get out of half and I'm seeing that kind of stuff come in, I'd be out, out of half. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, what? The house isn't done my favor anymore. So, leave. So, there she goes. Still got some red going on. No, oh, there's some green. One of the things that there, there's a fellow, uh, Elliot, who invented the uh, Elliot wave, which to me is just a, a, a refinement, modified version of what W.B. Gann did 80 years ago. And basically, he's saying that there's this primary wave, secondary third wave, fourth, and fifth, and market has this... It looks like we're on the fifth wave now, and it's pretty yeah, weak. Pretty weak, and uh, you may get a last gasp of <laughs> money run. <laughs> if I didn't know better. <laughs> yeah, and see, look, there we go. Ooh, oh. Ooh. Now, we had a clue uh, that red was done, and if we look back at the log here, you see here at 10.18, Two greens. you got this strong green, and I'm going to click on the time, you click on the time in the replay, it'll actually move the charts and do all that stuff to that time. And so there is bull. Bull. Time at the stock exchange is blah, blah, blah. But what's it saying is the bull trend. Uh, various indexes are moving up strongly. Hmm. The bad time to have a put. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're willing to hang on and wait for it to turn around your way and Right. And risk all that money and that's the cycle thing and sweat bullets. So well, I'm sure that in three or four days it'll be back down where it was. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. We've got some green picks and we got green that's a little stronger than any of the reds we ever had. Mm hmm. But they're short-lived, and yeah. we've already got red on the board, and then green, and here this yellow background, and you're going to start seeing that in the histogram here as well. It's saying that for this time frame, because right now we're looking at uh, on the charts, if we actually had a chart up, we'd be looking at uh, three-minute candles. So um, this yellow means that it's choppy. Mm. And if we look at the histogram, we're going, yeah, uh, yeah it's choppy. Now, if we picked another it's day... Like Christmas. <laughs> yes. If we picked another day, we might see a lot of green or a lot of red and not too much coming back. But for this particular day, it's choppy, which tells us that mm, if we're going to get into something, we better watch it 
and not stay in for very long. Right. So this is not our best day to trade. And seriously. So there's no strong trend. Not not now. No. That's a very, very useful thing to do. Yeah, because the best trades we make may be the ones we don't. Yeah. There in uh, Mark Douglas in his book he says basically there's a, there's only three things that are that every trader is doing. They're either uh, in a long position, meaning that they want the thing to go up, <clears throat> or they're in a short position, looking for everything to go down. Or number three, they're on the sidelines trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And, and another book that we recommend reading is uh, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator, and it's uh, by Edwin Lefebvre. And this book was written in 1920s or 30s. Mm. Any, or can't remember, but uh, he's looking back at the stock market from around the 1930s to about the 1880s. He's talking about different oh, things okay. in there. And the beautiful part about that book is he's not telling you that you should be buying QQQ or blah, blah, blah. He's telling you the behavior of markets and people, which has not, will not, not, change. <laughs> not change. So human nature currently is the way it is. Um, and he's telling you some really cool insights. And back then, they were trying to push the market and says, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make this thing and, you know, buy my car today because, you know, or, you know, they would have competitions amongst these really awesome traders. Very wonderful insights on things. And uh, these guys were losing money because they had this competition. Hmm. So they got themselves by agreement with each other to be involved in bad market situations because they were competing against each other to see who could suck the most money out of the market. Well, it wasn't there. Right. There was no money to suck. No. So they all uh, lost money and got beat up. This is uh, 80 years ago, <laughs> maybe 90 years ago, because they were trying to do something that the market just wasn't ready to, to do for them. So on a choppy day, it, so there's a lot of history to what we do, and it's, it, it, there's a lot of thought in there. Um, you can't make money uh, unless you're lucky, the timing's good, or you're doing something completely different. The broker, what you're saying is, is that the percentages are in the house's favor big time. Big time. Now, here we are. We've moved the market forward. It's 11.04. We got 100% red, and before that, we had a 78, a 90, and now 100. This is a, an opportunity. This it's has a still yellow, still yellow day, but oh, that's the day, but not necessarily the moment. We might actually have a really great trading moment here. Oh, okay. Now we've got the, the little pirate flag here going. What's that say? It says warning: volume on basket is low. So I'm very tempted, you know, with my if I if I just set aside everything. Oh man, this looks great. You know, it's huge and it's red, but. It, there's not a lot of force behind whatever's going on. Now, there may be, and there probably is, an individual stock that's running hard. So we're going to minimize this thing and uh, go snoop around and see who's doing well. Now, it's really easy. Now, we've got the slope thing turned on here. So we're going to go look at Google. Well, it's already been running well for a while. It's too late. So who's entered a trade? And that's where we're looking for a one in this direction column. Who's just okay. started? So Google has seven. Yeah. And Net too late. Netflix has a one. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna look at why do we check Netflix? We're gonna go look at that. So I'm gonna just change the sort order of these things. And okay. So now we've got a bunch of ones and twos. We're gonna go look at them. But before we do, I just want to point out here at the top of the list, FCX. This is uh, really cool stuff about the replay. Is this thing? has been running down for a while. And it came back and it's still running down. That thing might keep running down all day. And there's reasons why that one might or might not. But the thing you can do, and you can do this quietly, nobody has to know, is you can use the replay to figure out special things that you find about why that particular stock was such a good runner that day. Mm. And then you can say, I wonder what other stocks have run really well in the past and do this exact same thing. Look at them and go, wow. And so I know a couple people who have their own trading system. I don't speak about their trading system. That's theirs. They were kind enough to discuss it with me and just get some feedback. 
and I, I gave them a few pointers of what to look for. And they're very happy because they built their own little add-on, and some of us need to do that. Other right. people just follow the rules. Yeah. Actually, some of the best people I know just follow the rules. But there's some of us that just have to invent our own and put our stamp on it, and, you know, good for you. But I'm saying if you're of that mind, you can do this. So, anyways, let's go back to the better guys here, the, the fresh runners. You see APC. Uh, it's not really got much going on there. It had a big candle before. I don't know. I, I'm not excited about that, just looking at that chart. The slope is low and so forth. Netflix. Now, that one has dropped down fairly well. Now, what's it doing on the multi-day? Well, this one's already moved 96% of the range typical for the day. So in this case, because it's at the top of the range, it might actually run down okay. to where it started. And this is where it, you can get fast at making these assessments. But even if you're not, you know, you can still get good at it just by following the signals. But I'm just going to run through. We don't bother with Q. Now, if you have a small account and you just want to practice and you can make money with all these indexes, Q, SPY, Diamond. They don't move as much, um, but they're pretty. There's reasons to to go have a look at them, and you can see, you know, it, it has done well at some times. But the question is, is now a good time for any of these? Right. So sometimes you get stocks on the list that weren't ever there before. Like what is A and R? Well, I don't know. Well, Alpha Natural Resources, Metals and Minerals. Well, something's going on with them. And I brought up a daily and weekly chart. And you can see that this particular stock has been heading up a lot lately. Yeah. So it's probably not the best one to choose as a heading down yeah. stock. Right. Now, it may. It may have a day that it's going down. And then maybe it's right now, maybe not. But I'm a probabilities kind of guy. And it's not probable that this thing is going to be running down hard today. So I wouldn't look at that. And that's what the multi-window thing is for. It's in the morning before all the, the activity happens. I would go through my list of stocks, my favorites, and I would look at them and say, I'm going to be voting on the green side of this particular stock. And so what I would do is I would right-click. This is how you bring it up, that stock. And there's A&R. And I'd say, well... I'm going to only be interested in you, and I only want you to dance and sing for me when you're going in the upward direction. And if I minimize this chart, it's going to flash in front of all the other ones. When it does that. When it does the green run. So there you are. So we're going to hide all these multi-day charts. It, this is a lot of information. So if you're looking at this and you're feeling overwhelmed, that's why we put it up in the video section. You can watch it again and again because yeah. it's a lot of information. It's going to take you a few times to get it all sinking in unless you're uh, very, very experienced. Yeah, so you can be a genius and still be confused. So that, that's okay. It, but you're going to see it a lot. So ATI, how's that look? Well, mm. I already have a, 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 I had a thin, like a body is not very tall. I had good volume, though. Mm-hmm. And, but I already got it. Hardly went down. Hardly went down, and I've got a little bit of a green comeback. So there again, that wouldn't be one of my favorites if I'm shortlisting. And this one, MEE, you can see beside it, it's got a three and an up arrow. That means that this thing, in the multi-day perspective, has been trending up. Mm. Again, not my favorite. And it's at pretty much the bottom of where it's been in the move so far today, and the volume is low. Again, I'm not interested. And the, and the arrows are thin. Thin. So the so volume. Not much going on. No, not my favorite. So CLF, nice fat candle means there's volume, but you can see the volume line is there. Got a bit of a green comeback on that one. This one might actually continue down. So we would we would say okay, well let's well, let's just add that to my short list of you know friends. Yeah. And uh, okay. And AEM, big candle. Mm. But it's been kind of leaning down, but that's not, yeah. No, not a definitive, definitive trend at all. No. So I'm a probabilities guy. I may miss a really beautiful move, and this is more of the psychology. Okay. Could be one tomorrow. Ah, yeah, or maybe even an hour, and it may or may not be that one. So it's like a, the, all the fish in the lake you didn't catch. Yeah. 
what's the problem? Right. Well, you know, it's, but that's how the mind works. And it's like, well, that's fine. I can't miss this one. So well, there's a nice one. There's one. And uh, what's going on with that one? Well, we're just going to look at the multi-gate. Not so much because we're you know, eager to make a trade, but just to get so you guys in the habit of seeing things. Looking like it's trending up. Yeah. Heavy volume. The thing ran up. Now, you'll get more information about how to look at charts. This stock today opened about halfway of where it rose yesterday. So it had this big candle. We'll make this larger so people can see it. So you got this really big movement yesterday, extraordinarily large. And then today it starts in the middle of where it proceeded yesterday. That gives me the clue that hmm, maybe this thing just, you know, people don't really want that thing to be that high. Right. It was overbought. And uh, people get exuberant about a stock and it just goes and goes and goes. And then you can see even on this chart here that the next day she just ran down, down. And then it was indecisive and it took off. And now indecisive so, again. Indecisive. So using the Elliott wave thinking and number of wave counts and where it sits, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to say where that, that baby's going to go. So we want to wait till it's easy to say. Yeah. And if we look at the multi-week chart, this thing's been running and running and running, and now it's this is where the uh, what some people call the bump and run stage. So this is where it goes to a really sharp peak. Like if I drew a line from this la the bottoms of these last candles, that's a much higher slope than it was before, and that's usually the sign of the top. It's, mm. it's like how fast can this thing go vertically? Well, after a while, it's like the, no the, more. The pros come along and say uh, we're going to sell now. Now that every, all the amateurs are ready to buy, yeah. uh, and you're excited, we're going to sell to these people because we need so you them. You can look at this one as a bit of a con game. Like, it's okay, it's gone up, it's gone up, it's been steady. Oh, a couple big bops up. Probably that's because the amateurs jumped in. Yeah, it could be. So now I've got the price up. The price is up. I bought at the bottom of that little trend there, mm -hmm. and now I'm going to sell it. Ha, ha, ha. And, and in truth, because you want to know where the alligators are uh, when you're going golfing, it's like, well, stay away from the, the water pit at number hole number eight. Uh, there are alligators in the uh, stock market. There are people that can move the price around. Uh, there is reasons why the stock opens lower or opens much higher in the morning. It, it's, it's being pushed around by a very small group of people. And I'm not saying this is conspiracy theory. They're legally allowed to do this. Yeah, there's no conspiracy. They just are. They, they just, they, yeah. Uh, so uh, this is partly why holding stocks or especially options overnight can be risky depending on your time frame. If you're looking at multiple months and you know the trend is behind you and the thing's going to go your way, that's okay. But if you're involved in uh, some of the stocks. Short term. Short term. They can move against you because a few guys get in there and they you know work their magic and next thing you know the thing opens lower. So there has to be some force and power behind something for us to feel that the probabilities are with us. And I generally call that having the wind at your back. Yeah. So if there's volume, that's compelling the stock to move in a certain direction. It's not a guarantee, but it's like, ah, this is probably the playground I want to be in. Right. Because when it's low volume, we did that tug-of-war example, it's pretty easy for somebody to move the rope you know, across the field because there's hardly any resistance and, until somebody goes, hey, hey, what's going on here? And then it could just move back sharply against you. So higher volume means at least there's some heavy participation going on. And we want that. So we've looked at a few stocks and we've, we've you know, made some opinions. And, you know, WLT looks okay, but here's FSLR. Now, mm. on the multi-day, this thing seems to be heading down, like ATI is heading down. So let's go look at that one. And it's going, yeah, you know, it, it went, let's make that big so people can actually see it. That thing's come down a bunch, but it seemed to hit a support price down here. Yeah. Because you can see over here, it's in that same range. And you can turn on the support resistance indicator. Um, and you can see, yeah, see right here along this line is the support resistance. And for those that uh, F12 will bring up your settings, you can also click on the wrench screwdriver thing over there. And support lines. Okay. Now we'll just hide that. Yeah, so you're at a support line. 
So right there, it's, and there are people that trade on that. So chances are it could bounce up or it could continue to go down. Yeah. So on a weekly basis, we're, we're seeing a little indecision because it hasn't hit the bottom yet, but it's pretty close. Yeah. So you don't have to overthink all this stuff, but getting familiar with all that makes it much faster to say, well, if I was going to participate in an investment choice right now, which one would it be? It would be one that is, in this case, going down nicely with a strong uh, basket approval. We don't have strong volume on the stock or the basket. That's you know, not our best choice. So here we've got above average volume and it moved down a bunch. I would say that FSLR is probably one of our better ones to, to, to look at because it hasn't been in the move for long. It was at a top of a range. We've got this red stuff coming down. So that'd be probably my favorite right now. Right. So it's at 124 or thereabouts. Yeah. So here it is. So let's yeah. see what happens. Let's see what happens. And if we're wrong, it's not going our way. You get out. That's it. And if it keeps going our way, we say what? Yay! Yay! Thank you on Thanksgiving. And so here we are. It's it's struggling. It doesn't know which way to go, and we've been told to get out of half. And I'm just moving forward here with the arrow key. See, this isn't looking good. No. Volume is way down. And they were told to get out. Okay. So we may have lost a few dollars on that. I I. I have no problem losing a few. So how are some of the other ones that we looked at? Hmm, was that uh, Let's go look at, was it ATI? Yeah, it went down a little further, and then it came back. And it might actually keep going down. We're, we'd still be in half, and it's fluttering on the get out completely. And, yeah, good idea. So there are some stocks that are continuing to go down, and we didn't get them. Okay. Does that mean I'm bad or wrong or dumb? So it would be one of these guys probably. But it's hard to say. It's, you know, I don't mind. So, you know, using perfect hindsight vision would have been IWM. Yeah, and that's only 30 odd cents. Yeah. But you can still make a lot of money just by more contracts because on, on these indexes you can buy 100 of them. Right. Uh, so if you're paying commission to your broker and you have a minimum of 10 contracts you have to buy, starting out is really complicated because you're there to make money mm-hmm. and yet the broker is eating all your commission. So there's all your, all your profit. So there's a bit of a strategy thinking in beginning with not much money. The number one strategy, uh, get good on the replay. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're really good on the replay then you should start looking at other things. And that's something we should talk about in a future podcast. When yeah. you're starting, got a couple grand, you want to do the day trading, because we have had that experience where people have started with $1,000 and a couple thousand dollars and made a small fortune. Yeah. I guess a million dollars is a small fortune now, right? Uh, friends we talked to, yeah. yeah. So here's here's one of the stocks. You oh, know, it came up. A&R, and uh, we're going to call this a wrap for tonight. But uh, there's a lot of features and uh, a lot of a lot of training, but this should be a way faster education path than what most people do. And if you do it this way, I think it'll cost you a lot less as well. Like you don't dollars. Like you don't actually have to go pay a broker for your mistakes. It's just you know get them all done here in the replay. Yeah, practice. That's so important. Yeah, because how much can you lose if you take the replay for a year and you, and you get a, a boot camp package and all that? Is, is with all the training and support, it might cost you two thousand dollars. It's really easy to lose five, ten, twenty thousand dollars in the market if you don't know what you're doing. And absolutely, yeah, I pay for education. I, I prefer to pay it from from people that have been in the streets and made money. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go as you please um, and enjoy. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, you've been listening to Day Trader College and. Uh, We'll be back in uh, a little while because it'll be in January. So we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us, everybody, and uh, take care. Bye bye.